So a little while ago in the way of women, we were talking about this notion of a woman being like a butterfly and the idea that uh, the man can keep his hand out and enjoy that butterfly while it's on his hand as much as possible. But as soon as he tries to clamp and grasp at it, it's, it's a bad sign. Like it can be crushing, crushing, or, or just the notion of that could set the sparks for her attention to leave or to want mm-hmm. to leave. And, um, and just noticing in this chapter, you talk a lot from the man's perspective in terms of what will make her come or what will make her go. But a lot of men reading this might think, hang on a minute, like I don't have the experience of women being like butterflies in my hand. Oftentimes in my relationships, I actually feel quite smothered by the oh. women that I'm with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, um, it's, I always say, you know, women have their own work to do. Um, I generalize all the time, as you guys know very well. And, um, um, and I speak in absolutes. Having said that, there's all kinds of variations that don't match up with what I say, right? And, um, uh, and I can only speak from, from my perspective, my experience. A beautiful woman coming into your life, as opposed to a controlling, vindictive uh, woman, for instance, is, is, a, is a great thing and, it, and is a, an honorable thing and a beautiful thing. And I liken it to a butterfly lining your hand. It's a rare thing. You get all kinds of hornets lining on your hand too. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that kind, that concept of a woman who's her own spirit, her own entity, going through her own path through life, and and the two of you align at some point in your journey, and it's a great thing. And as I've been saying, every, completely from the time you first meet a woman to a relationship with her for years, it's always got to be her choice to be there not your controlling aspect. And so I think that's what I'm trying to say with this, the butterfly. She has to be able to feel free that she can fly away, and then she might want to stay there for, forever. So now, is every woman a butterfly that's landed on your hand? Well, this is the moments we're looking for. This is the alabaster girl spirit we're trying to seek, trying to find for our own experiences in life. So everyone about that. So that butterfly is representative of that, that alabaster girl spirit that you're writing about. And it seems like the, the kind of relationship dynamics where the man feels that he's being smothered in a sense, he he's on the hand and the hand is going like this. Um, what is, what is your perspective on that? Uh, It's not good. (laughs) (laughs) My first impulse. I think that's not a good thing. Mm. No. Um, like I said, there's all kinds of variations and there's different levels of consciousness, different levels of motivation, right? Somebody might be really controlling because, be, I don't know, this is psychology land. I have no idea, to be honest, Jordan. I just know that what I've seen in life, when you can, when you can embrace a beautiful woman that arrives into your life, without all the chasing and convincing and, and baggage that are out, and you can also um, let her go when it's time, if that happens, with all the grace and generosity of your spirit. That's a beautiful conversation, a beautiful arrangement, a beautiful relationship, the kind of relationship that never really ends, even if it does. Even if it part ways, it never ends. 
And so as I am want to do, that's what I'm trying to describe, that kind of thing. Yeah. In an, in an ideal uh, situation, um, in, the, in the situation that I see as part of the worldview that I want to be in, inhabited and that I want to inhabit, and I want men to feel that they're inhabiting and for women to feel that they're inhabiting, that kind of land is the land of, of where there is this grace and generosity of spirit because we've all seen it, we've all had tastes of it. And to embrace that and call it forth and say, wow, I like this and I want more of it in my life, in myself, my friends, and the girls I interact with in my life. So. Yeah. This chapter is very, very metaphorical, a lot of it. I talk about swimming <coughs> in the ocean. Is yeah. that here? Yeah, yeah. Or next one. Next That's one. Next chapter. I talk about the two ribbons in a woman's life, mm. which just seems to me to make sense. So. And we don't have to get into it because it's there. People can read it unless there's a deeper question that you guys want to explore. But and the same thing with the butterfly, it just feels like that is a metaphor that kind of explains a spirit that I'm trying to talk about. But just thinking when you're talking about butterfly, I'm thinking back to a quote, I think it's Henry David Thoreau. He said, Happiness is like a butterfly. The more you chase it, the more it eludes you. But if you turn your attention to other things, it comes and sits <laughs> softly on your shoulder. Which is yeah. kind of a good analogy for um, meeting women as well. If you have a passion that's elsewhere yeah. and you're not chasing it, it happens naturally. It's the effortlessness. Yeah, and with the butterfly thing, the analogy, it's like a lot of men are so afraid that she's going to fly away that they clamp onto her. Mm. Slap the other hand down her top. Hang on to this one for mm. all it's worth. And there's no beauty in that. Mm. So, yeah, I said it strongly. Yeah. Going back to the subject of the two ribbons, um, again, you, you got this phrase here, the need to be desired is so strong in her that she must risk it all. Yes. Like when she loses that kind of lover, yes. uh, romantic, seductive attention. Yes. Um, what, like, do you make a distinction between infidelity and, and loyalty? That's a good question. Um, I'm not really commenting on that, I don't think. Um, there's a great quote in the movie Frida, where Diego Rivero said to her, like, saying to Frida, saying, because uh, they were notorious for having lovers, both of them, they had a, a tumultuous relationship. He said, you know what? Something like this. He said, uh, I may not be faithful, but I'll always be loyal. Telling her when they're first date. Um, I don't know. Like that's a that's a. I don't know the answer to that question. To be honest, because there's all kinds of shades of gray in that too. You know, I know. You know, in in society's land, in the <coughs> land of normalcy, there's a very black and white element here. But because of my conversations with women over the years, thousands of conversations, that's not so black and white. There's complexities in there, you know? Yeah. And I don't understand it all. I try to write about it. I try to describe what the, this, the feeling that I got uh, in the way men approach infidelity and the way women approach infidelity, which seems the same, but I think it's slightly different. 
you make quite a strong statement after that when you say she'll risk it all. You say, and it's not her fault when yeah. she does. Because there's, yeah, that's a controversial statement. Mm. Um, I think I said it clearly in here that there's a, there's something that is a, that is a need for, for women as there is a need for men that without it, we, we wither on the vine. And if we're not experiencing that kind of, um, I can't tell you how many women I've talked to, I've known, I've, I've, I've interacted with, experienced who would never want to hurt anybody, never want to be hurtful, for instance, to their husband, who's a good man. And yet, what is it? What calls them away? What calls them to like, to, uh, quote unquote slip when their hearts are, are, are sincere and their hearts are good is because there's such a craving in them, such a desire to be desired, to feel that energy of passion and to feel that when they don't have it, it's such a strong thing that it's that I, I understand it. That's all I'm trying to say. Most men don't, but I get it. I understand it. Are there different levels of things that she might do when this desire mm. starts manifesting? Like, well, what does it matter? You know, like I wrote in here, the concept of, you know, if, if a man and woman in a relationship and he goes away on a business trip and he comes back and he says, you know, you know, I was on a convention on the weekend. I got really drunk and I want to have no secrets between us. I want to be very honest with you. I got really drunk and there was a girl there who got really drunk to a woman there. And we ended up in the same bed together. And I don't remember anything about it. I don't love her. I love you. And I love the kids more than anything in this world. And, and that's a sincere thing, right? And, and there's a truth in that to him. I don't care about that woman. It was a drunken slip, but I'm being honest and telling you. Um, and so there's one scenario. And then the second scenario I wrote about is the same convention, the same weekend, the guy goes away, comes back and he tells his wife, you know, like, um, I don't have no secrets between us. I need you to know something. I had a few drinks there and there was a woman had a few drinks and we ended up going for a walk and we sat under the stars and I talked to her till the morning and watched the sunrise with her. And it was one of the most, we had so much in common. It was such a beautiful connected energy with this woman, but I didn't touch her. Which scenario realistically, honestly would make that woman feel the most pain. We break up. Imagine this. We'll break up a marriage for the first reason, penis and vagina, biological impulse. And yet we won't break up the marriage for the second one because he didn't do anything. Strange. But realistically, it's, 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 um, imagine that if, if there was a, if your wife had a machine that gave her the most vibrant sexual fantasies and she just laid there and put this machine on her head and laid there like this and it was the most incredible world and she didn't move and she just laid there would you be jealous of it she had the best orgasms best right and and, and nobody knows how to answer that question like should you be jealous of a machine right and so you think so so the question is what are we really jealous of and and what comes down to me is what we're we're the thing that causes us the most heartbreak in infidelity is not the physical act, which we blame it on. We say that's too far. It is the turning away. 
turning her face away from you when her face is on you for these years and now her face is elsewhere and and you and you you're deprived of some kind of like that's my girl feeling or vice versa so uh yeah that's a that's a loaded question and a loaded concept and a loaded everything and i've explored it as best i can because there's something else than just the black and white of course just to finish this point off you said that no one ever steals your woman she leaves because she has to and i wonder if a lot of this understanding and head scratching and coaching and self development is is well i i imagine for for men to kind of work our way up the food ladder of men yeah to to avoid those future defeats to you know not be like that guy in the bar that your mate with more practice and experience with you takes the number off from underneath your nose you know that kind of yeah losing out situation I, you know, I have this notion, and I, I didn't always, but the notion that I have is, why, why do we get mad at a guy who happens to like a girl, who happens to be your girl? He's just following his like natural impulse. Hey, I like that. I like this woman, right? And yet we get angry at him because he somehow was what more excellent than us. I never ever think. I never have this concept that some guy can come along and be more excellent than me because it's a different thing. And if she, if if, if some guy comes along that his difference thing, it's, it's not a hierarchy of I'm better than him or he's better than me. If some guy comes along that she would that she, that she would rather turn to, how can I say that's a bad thing? How can I say? It might be a sad thing and a hurtful thing to me, but it's an honest thing. If another guy comes along, that guy can't do anything. That guy cannot do anything to steal my woman from me. She's open and receptive to something else that she's not getting. That's different. So it's like your concept of is it might be a sad thing, but sad does not equal bad. That's correct. And I think a lot of us collapse that together. Oh, if it makes us sad or if we feel hurt, yeah. therefore it's a bad thing. Yeah. But you're making a key separation there. And we lash out to him or, or again, or we lash out again in our mind against that guy. If he didn't arrive, my relationship would be strong and solid. No, it wouldn't. There's still a gap. There's something there yeah. that, that he stepped into. You see, it just had, it, she, she's wistful about something that isn't you. Something is, is caught up and, and he represented that. So it has nothing to do with this guy or anything that he's creating. He didn't come in and be all fantastic and, and, and you're not. Well, he might represent more freedom or more aliveness or more curiosity or, or passion than you. <clears throat> but I don't know. So I think about these things a lot different than most guys. And I'll say this. Men are black and white in our logic. We really believe that if some, you know, if, if a woman cheats on a, on me as a man, that something was, and we had this implied promise or a paper promise, something in the universe was broken and violated. Some external truth to humanity and to civilization and to society, something fundamental was broken. An injustice. An injustice, an eternal, universal, a universe level injustice happened here, right? 
because we're so black and white and that you, and, and, and word, my word is my bond. I would never do that. And I would, that kind of thing. Right. And women have a different feel and flow of that. The man is like, I got wronged. I got wronged. Yes. And, and within that stance of I got wrongs, this universal yeah. law has been broken. There's no more space for curiosity and empathy. Right. And exactly. Or learning in that regard. And with women, it's like, there's a, their logic is there's a logic to why that affair had to happen because there's an unfulfilled part, you see, and their logic is, and men would say, well, that's not right. But who are we to say that our logic is, is stronger than the logic of women. And we say women should be the exact same thing as us. It's black, white, here or there, on or off, you know, uh, but women have this, as we know, this, this kind of analog volume knob. Which is not to say that women are not trustworthy or don't value trust and don't value logic and don't value the same uh, great truths. Integrity. But yeah. context means everything. Yeah. This is difficult to say and difficult to try and construct because I'll get slammed for it. I'll get slammed for it by all kinds of groups. So when you say context is everything, is that a bit like saying... Oh, well, you know, the, the guy that I was seeing, he wasn't meeting me in that lover place. So since I'm not getting met in such a fundamental way, yes. therefore, I've, is my nature, is my law of the universe to yes. reach out for that second ribbon. And it, and it happened to be this other guy that I met on Tuesday and I reached out over here. It, it makes complete sense to me. Which is valid as much as ours is valid, our, our sense of justice. So... I, I wrote it in there, and this is the controversial thing I wrote. Um, women understand affairs in a general sense. They might be uh, really angry and like really upset about, you know, uh, uh, her sister's husband cheated on her, right? And she's angry about that. But they understand the need to have that fulfillment of passion in your life. They understand it. So... They have a way of rationalize is the wrong word because it sounds like they're, 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 they're covering over some injustice. They, whew, this is a tough, mm. tough thing. Women understand when men have affairs because that that's their, their penetrating, uh, you know, animalistic getting drunk spirit. And now men won't, men don't do that because they hold themselves back because of morals, because of, their religion because of, because they, they're, they're thinking about their woman. They don't want to violate or hurt anything, but they're, they're sure thinking about it. Right. And so women understand that. Um, and men do not. Men think, wow, what a violation that is. Why that's, <laughs> it sounds funny to try and describe it, but I'm convinced that that is, there's an essence in there that is true. Convinced of it. There's a, yeah, there's a book called, um, controversial book, uh, called Women's Infidelity, written by a woman. And it talks about this a bit. It talks about the concept that, um, women look at it different than men. This is, she interviewed hundreds of women and wrote this book about that. Including your mother. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? But we really think that something like, Inviolable, inviolable was violated. 
Seems to me digging deeper, although we're just talking about in this scenario about affairs, it's a bigger thing of how men and women are different. And this isn't just about <coughs> affairs, relationships, it's about dates, it's about commitment, where, again, of course, generalizing men do have this black and white energy. If yeah. it's a rule, you don't violate it. And women, again, generalizing, it's more about this flow, spirit, and energy being met that needs to be right. understood for all aspects of relationships, yes. not just the affairs. Yeah, and that's a good point because men will get angry because a woman said, I'll meet you, yeah. I'll meet you on Wednesday night at seven o'clock. And then she, she sends a message at, at, uh, 6.45. Says, oh, something came up. I can't make it. And, and a man gets angry. How would you do, why would you, or she doesn't show, doesn't show up. And we get angry at her because, come on, like, there's a logic and a, and a structure and a, and a man's, uh, sense of right and wrong that to her is a completely different thing. She has a strong sense of right and wrong too. It's not like women are immoral. It's we're trying to compare our way of looking at the world on a woman's where context is everything. The context is, of course they didn't show up because, and you should understand that. And we have this battle going on because you made some kind of a promise to me. You see? Uh, here I am trying to describe the mind of women and what they're really thinking. And women who say, who do you think you are? You don't think like that. But I say what I, what I have the sense of what I have experienced and what I have learned. Maybe like I said, 10 years from now, I write different books. Wait a minute. But it's what I feel. Kind of sounded like <clears throat> just that last little bit that <clears throat> even though we invite, invite them out, it's like they have an obligation to show up? Yes. I was with a friend in Taiwan and we met a girl and uh, just just the girl and we said, listen, we're going to have some friends over at the place tonight and come on over. And, um, and I'll, I'll illustrate with this story. And we're going to meet at 8 o'clock in our apartment that we were in in Taiwan and she said, yes, I'll come over. An hour, hour, 45 minutes after we said we were going to be there, I mentioned to my friend, hey, that girl never showed up. That's, I totally forgot about it. We invited that girl. She said she didn't come. She didn't come. He goes, yeah, she texted her like three hours ago, like way earlier, and said that um, she can't come. I said, oh, okay, well, that's cool. No, no big deal. And, and so you, you answered it back. He goes, yeah, I sent her a nasty message. I said, what? You did what? I sent her this really nasty message because, you know, why would you do that? Say you're going to come and then cancel out. And I'm thinking, this is not your wife. This is a girl who, who, who you invited and said, yeah, I'd love to come. And she can change her mind at any time. How can you, how can you, how can you take that upon you as like, that's a violation and, and there's an obligation there? And he goes, you know, I never thought about that before. I think about that all the time. If I make a date with a girl that I just met and I say, meet me uh, a certain place at eight o'clock, and she doesn't show, right? First thing I'm thinking, well, okay, well, I'm going to do something else, I guess. But I never think, I never think that something was violated because, because it isn't, there's an invitation to come into the space, right? And there's an invitation to, like, I don't let that affect me. Does that make sense? Because she's not my girlfriend. 
She owes me nothing. She owes me nothing. How can I be angry at her? I'm going to teach her a lesson with my text message or next time I call her, listen, you said you can be there and you weren't there. What right do I have to say, listen, you have to explain yourself to me, new girl that I just met. Explain. Makes no sense to me. Here's my girlfriend. I said, meet me at such and such. Where were you, baby? I was waiting for you. That's a different thing.